You're listening to the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we use scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Episode 125, where we talk about we are what we repeatedly do. Here we go. Episode 125 of the Jesus Habit Podcast. We're actually getting into the science more and more, talking about uh, the science behind habit formation and why I think it's important for spiritual formation and, uh, you know, and following Jesus and turning it into a habit, our second nature. And so today is actually, I think, one of the, could be a really interesting day. I want to talk about repetition. So um, I actually left this out of the formula formula last week. It's supposed to be in the formula, but um, since I did it by accident, I've, in, I've decided at this point to intentionally leave it out and separate it out because it's significant enough to talk about on its own. So what was an accident may actually turn out to be for the benefit of everyone listening. So We've covered a few things already. Just to recap really quick, the first week of this new season, season three, we talked about the three C's of, of you know habit formation or spiritual formation, discipleship, and that is the content, the context, and the community of discipleship, that you have to have those three things. Those are the three core components that we all have to have if we want to really develop, mature, and grow as disciples, right? So those are the three, the three C's, the, the content, the context, which is the environment and the community. You have to have the right people around you. We, we become like the people we spend time with, right? Um, and then, then last week we talked about the formula. And just to recap the formula that I shared with you last week really quickly, it's information plus application, which you've probably heard before if you've been in church circles. Information plus application. Here's where it changes, though, over time, right? It's, it's information plus application over time, surrounded by a supportive community and a supportive environment multiplied by God equals transformation. All right. So, so those are, those are the, that's kind of the formula for it. Well, today I want to talk about repetition. You've probably heard the phrase, we are what we repeatedly do. We are what we repeatedly do. Uh, That means that the things that we do over and over and over and over and over again eventually determine who we are as people right so so we may think that we're that we're you know disciplined you know uh, loving kind people but if we're repeatedly if we continually repeatedly don't discipline ourselves like like I have a tendency to do in my own personal life from time to time I tend to not be always the most disciplined guy I, I tend to go you know in and out of seasons of discipline and and then I get you know, for instance, with my uh, my weight, I, I tend to go up and down, and I'll have a season of you know where I'm really disciplined and working hard at it, and my wife you know is really helping me. And that's basically, by the way, my secret to success is my wife. 
um, she she's the one who you know she packs my lunch. I love her for that. And, you know, and she even though she doesn't always want to do it, she does it, and she packs me a healthy lunch. And when we're trying to lose weight, she cooks healthy meals, and she won't buy the snacks that I like, and she won't buy the junk food that I like to eat. You know, she's basically my my secret to succeeding when it comes to weight loss. You know, it's not because of anything I have ever succeeded at. It's because of her. I'm totally dependent on her for that. But um. You know, when I, I kind of drift in and out of these these habits where I get into get into a routine and things are working and I'm disciplined and I'm eating healthy and I'm doing some kind of exercise and, you know, I'm, I'm allowing myself, you know, to be hungry, and, you know, a good amount of time and those kinds of things. And then over time, I just kind of drift back into old bad habits and bad routines. I start eating junk food and, you know, drink more calories than I should and I eat more chocolate and sweets than I should. And, you know, and so then... Even though I may want to, in my mind, be that healthy, you know, disciplined, exercising, always only eating the right food that's best for me kind of a person, my repeated actions actually take me in a different direction because I am what I repeatedly do. I, I'm, not, I'm not what I do once in a while. I am what I repeatedly do. This is why relying on Sundays alone for our spiritual maturity is ridiculous. It's a total farce to think that we can become mature disciples of Christ one day a week. Right? I mean, and you've heard the old analogy, you've heard old people, well, you would you wouldn't, you know, the old the old pastor, well you would you wouldn't eat one meal a week, would you? You you wouldn't just eat one time a week and expect to survive. I, I heard I heard you know, I heard that growing up when I was in southeast Ohio. That's why I did it with an accent. But you know you know there is some truth to that, that, that we, of course, what I would teach, like, I mean, we shouldn't even, you know, we should be feeding ourselves. And that's what Paul teaches. You know, you shouldn't be relying on milk. You need solid food. You feed yourself solid food. Someone else has to give you the milk. And that's what, you know, relying on a sermon for our spiritual growth to be the primary source of spiritual maturity in our life is like, like expecting someone to give us a bottle once a week. So not only are we not only are we trying to survive on one meal a week, but we're trying to survive on one bottle a week. And so, you know, we may come to church and while we're at church or while we're watching church online, which is what's happening right now, you know, we may have the best intentions while we're participating in that service that we are going to be different people this week. We're going to follow Christ this week. We're going to read our Bible. We're going to pray. We're going to meditate. We're going to do all those things on a regular basis. And, and we have the best intention, but then, you know, our context and our community overrides the one little amount of content we got in that week and we're right back into old habits because we are what we repeatedly do. We haven't set up a, a pattern and a system you know, to help us do the right thing on a daily basis. And we have a lot of spiritually immature Christians who rely solely on other pastors to deliver them the milk once a week, or you know, you might even you might even you might even watch a lot of pastor sermons on a daily basis, but you're just getting lots and lots of milk, and you know, you can survive on milk, but there's a lot better food out there. There's a lot more balanced food out there. So we are what we repeatedly do. To exemplify that, now this comes from the book Atomic Habits, where I learned this, and I've actually heard about Eugene a few times. But there's this guy; his name was Eugene Levy, I believe. Um, I think his name was Eugene Levy. I know it's Eugene, um, but there's there's a uh, 
you know, some research done about this guy who, so he had this, he had this brain disease. He had a very rare brain disease that destroys parts of your brain. It just kind of goes in and then your brain dies in certain parts of it. it's horrible, horrible disease. But, um, after he recovered from this disease, after this disease stopped, they discovered that he couldn't form new memories. Like he had no ability to form new memories. So if you if you introduced yourself to him two minutes later, he would have forgotten who you are. Maybe even instantly he would have forgotten who you were because he had no way to store new information in, as a long-term memory. It, w- it was just impossible. But even though he couldn't he couldn't store these new memories in his long-term memory. What they discovered, because he was married and and his wife, you know, was was taking care of him, he actually somehow was able to learn new information uh, through the form of habit. So, for for example, his wife would take him on walks around their neighborhood, and they did this over and over and over and over again until one day, uh, the wife comes home and discovers that Eugene isn't there. You know, I think she like left the door open or something and he, you know, and he left the house. And so she frantically goes searching, you know, all over the place, all over the town, gets in the car, drives everywhere she can think of, you know, looking for Eugene and she can't find him. She comes home and he's there. Totally, I mean, just totally caught off guard by the fact that somehow Eugene had made his way back home. And then, um, if, I, if I remember correctly, they, they actually had a doctor come in and start doing some tests. I think it was like the, 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 the match game. And the cards were always in the same location. And he would turn over the cards and, and try to make a match. And, and eventually, because the cards were always in the same place, he started to remember where they were, right? Even though he couldn't form new long-term memories. But every time he did this experiment, it was like it was brand new to him. The doctor would have to explain what he wanted him to do. He would, and he would do it and he would turn cards over and the doctor would say, and okay, now do you know where the match for that card is? And, and he didn't over time, over time, over time, he got to a point where he actually knew where the match was and he didn't know how he was doing what he was doing. He would mad turn a card over and go to where that card was and he would say, I don't know how I'm doing this. <laughs> it was, it's kind of a, a really cute story that I like. Um, he didn't know, you know, he didn't know where he couldn't draw out a map of his house, uh, but he knew when he had to go to the bathroom, knew right where to go. When he was hungry, knew right where the kitchen was. He knew right how to get there. All, you know, all this stuff. And and what the scientists, you know, and the doctors discovered was that. All of the his, you know, even though he couldn't store new long-term memories, the part of his brain that was responsible for creating habits and routines was still functioning properly, and he could develop new routines just by repeating, 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 and he was able to do new things, even though he shouldn't be able to do these new things. It's incredible, right? I mean, it's truly incredible. And what comes to mind for me is, you know, you hear about people. Who, who, uh, you know, you know, saints, we would call them, you know, people who, who, you know, been in church their whole lives. They grew up in church. They went to church every Sunday. They sang the hymns every Sunday. And, and you hear about people who, you know, they kind of lose all of their mental faculties. They lose their ability to, to think about things. And, and yet somehow if you start singing a hymn, they can sing it with you. 
or like you know one of the uh, the former presidents of Multnomah Bible College. Um, I remember hearing the story about uh, my professor who would go sit with him as he was dying, and and he he didn't recognize anyone. He couldn't have any kind of a coherent conversation, but he was the guy that always said, "Don't you ever read your Bibles?" And when he prepared a sermon, he had a he had a rule for himself that when he prepared a sermon. Even if he was just talking about one paragraph from one chapter of one book, he would read the whole book 60 times before he would preach that sermon to make sure that he was preaching in context of what was going on. And, and uh, Dr. Friesen, when he would sit with him as he, you know, in, in his last days, he, he could basically almost anywhere in the Bible start reading the Bible and he could pick up and finish out the paragraph, sometimes just keep going and going and going. And so, you know, that's, you know, how that happens. I'm, I'm, I don't have any science to back this up because I don't know that there are any studies about it, but there could be. But I'm pretty sure how this happens is that you just do something repeatedly over and over and over and over and over and over and over again so that even if your long-term memory starts to fail you, you have stored these things in your short-term memory, in your habit forming, in your, I don't know if it's basal ganglia, I think is the right term. Um, that that's the part of your it's the center part of your brain that's responsible for habits and w- when you when you you know repeatedly do something over and over and over and over and over and over again you're storing it instead of you're 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 putting that information in the part of your brain that's responsible for habit formation and then it just takes over your brain just takes over and does that work right so that's why, you know, that's why things like memorizing scripture are so important for discipleship. It's not, it's not just for the practice of, you know, memorizing it and doing the hard work, but, but see, you get that, you get that truth, you, it's the saturation, right? I mean, think of your brain, right? So your brain, you've got the outer part of your brain, which is where a lot of the other functions are and your long-term memories are in the outer parts of your brain. But in the core center part of your brain, the basal ganglia is where your habits and all of these routines are stored. And so when you're saturating your mind in scripture, it's literally like soaking a, soaking a, a, a sponge in water. If you put a sponge in water, it's, it's the outside parts that get wet first. And then over time, it, it works its way towards the inner part, right? And so what we have to do is we have to work these, these truths these principles, these this Christ-like way of living from a cerebral, you know, surfacey kind of knowledge that's on the exterior part of our brain to the very internal part of who we are so that it actually takes over our lives. So we are what we repeatedly do. If we want to live like Christ, we have to intentionally work at it which is what Jesus did when he was discipling. You know, they lived with Jesus all day, every day, 24-7. They were with Christ and walked with him, and they literally became like him by spending time with him because community. We are, we are who we spend. We become like the, who we spend time with. So yes, Jesus taught. Yes, Jesus, you know, lived by example. But it was, you know, it was the context and the community that seemed to have the most influence in the formation of the disciples. And it's it's this constant being around people who are doing what you want to do that you start to absorb and soak in these principles that you become through repetition in context and community that you become the kind of person that you want to be. It's also how we become the kind of people we don't want to be. Right. It's also it's also how we end up becoming jerks. It's also how how we end up how how we end up forming and developing habits that we hate about ourselves. 
Because we just, you know, we repeatedly do something over and over and over and over and over again. And what happens in your brain is that the first time or two that you do something, your brain has to work to create a neural pathway. But the more times you do it, the, the stronger developed, the, you know, the, the better developed that pathway becomes. And that as that pathway becomes better and better developed, it turns into a superhighway so that your brain doesn't even have to do hardly any work because our brains are constantly working to make sure that we're conserving energy. And so if there's a, something that we have to do over and over again, whether it's for our good or for our bad, our brain is going to work to make it more efficient for us to do that thing so that it doesn't use as much energy to do it. So it can work for us or it can work against us. Most of our lives, it's worked against us because we haven't been intentional about repeating the right things. But if we want to become like Christ, we want to become you know, the kind of people who are instinctually like Christ in, in every way, shape, or form, we have to be really intentional about repeatedly over and over and over and over and over and over and over again doing the things that are like Christ. People talk about how long it takes to develop a habit, how long it takes to you know make something second nature, and and I've, you've heard me use the phrase sixty three days takes sixty three days to form a long term memory, which is why we focus on a ninety day cycle here around our church because we want to you know take advantage of 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 the length of time it takes. That's why it's information plus application over time, right? But the truth is, it's not even just the time; it's the repetitions. So if you want to get really good at doing something, you do it over and over and over and over and over again. The more times you do it, the more it's going to be ingrained in your brain as a habit. So if you could do something a hundred times a day for three or four days, it would probably become second nature. You could do it habitually, right? So we are what we repeatedly do. It's repetition, 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 repetition. That's that's uh, that's the uh, the reps part of spiritual formation. All right, so that really is all I wanted to talk about today, so I'm going to wrap it up. If you have questions about any of this, feel free to uh, get in touch with me. You can send an email to, um, I'll just, uh, I guess, I think you can send an email to david at thejesushabit.com. I'll have to check that out. But go ahead and send an email there. I'll make sure it works. Send an email to david at thejesushabit.com. I'll answer your questions that you might have about spiritual formation, habit formation as it pertains to spiritual formation. Any of the stuff we've talked about, you know, community, context, and content, the, the formula I shared last week or this repetition. Um, and if you want to go, you know, learn more about Eugene, you can read Atomic Habits and, and learn more about uh, his really fun, creative story. And I would encourage you to do that. In the meantime... Make sure that you're, you're being intentional about the things that you're repeating because we are what we repeatedly do. www.thejesushabit.com